Welcome to the Amazon Legends Podcast, where we have real stories about making it big on Amazon. Our guests are CEOs of large companies and entrepreneurs who became powerful sellers, also experts specializing in helping sellers, and both former and current Amazon employees who will give us an insight from behind the scenes. Here's your host, Nick Urison. Welcome to another episode of Amazon Legends. My next guest is, it's his second appearance on Amazon Legends. We love talking business so much. And then he loved the episode so much. He said, well, this was, his email uh, said something like, uh, wonderful, incredible, can I come again? So, so he's here. He's the founder of PPC University and uh, founder of Trivium Group. Uh, which is a PPC agency, uh, no surprise there. And he used to be a, an MMA fighter, so he doesn't let things go easily. And everything he does, he measures everything methodical. So I've never seen anybody so efficient like him. So with that, uh, say hello to my friend, Mina Elias. Welcome to the show, Mina. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be back and, and excited to talk more PPC stuff. Um, and, and yeah, man, last time was, was good, but I, I know that sometimes the first time you go on the show, a lot of it is like, okay, who are you? Uh, you know, what did you do? Blah, blah, blah. And this time we can get right into the, if you guys want to see my story, go watch the first episode. Second episode is going to be a lot of value. Yeah. We're going to talk Turkey. So, and also I want everybody to know that if you guys go search Mina Alliance online and in Facebook, He's a constant contributor to groups, Facebook groups. And I copy his stuff because he's so thorough. Um, so share with us, Mina, some of the things that you provide, like reports and things to really see uh, the, the real performance of your Amazon operation in terms of clicks and paid clicks and organic and all that stuff. So... Um, we're going to hear about it, but what I want to start with is we are recording this in January 2023. We're right out of the shopping season. So share with us some winning strategies that are recently uh, producing good results for you on PPC. Definitely. So um, there's basically two types of categories of, of uh, you know companies going into Q1. The first type is the one that peaked in Q4 and is on the come down in Q1. Uh, and then the second type is the, the ones that are like supplement brands and are going to peak in, uh, in Q1. So let's start with the first one, which is, you know, if you're doing well uh, in Q4 and now you're coming down on Q1, what I like to do is we like to track our competitors' BSRs. This is uh, one of those things where uh, it's it's more even mental than than it is uh, you know anything. But looking at the performance of your competitors and and how they're going down gives you a little bit of a sense of like uh, okay, am I like really crashing or is this on pace? Now, one thing that you have to keep in mind is sales will go down if you're tracking your spend and your sales. You'll notice that you or, or tracking your spend, your sessions and your sales. You'll notice that is if your spend stays the same and you notice that your sessions drop, you're now experiencing a drop in organic rank. Uh, this is if you're not even tracking organic rank. Uh, so, and sometimes, I mean, I know Helium 10 has organic rank tracker or whatever, uh, but the, the number one thing we can trust is the data that Amazon gives us, at least some of the data that Amazon gives us. And if we're spending the same, we're driving the same amount of traffic, but our sessions are going down, it means that you know your paid is the same, your organic is going down. And so in this case, when you notice this trend and you catch it early on, you need to match uh, uh, your drop in your in your PPC spend to match that drop in sessions. Because what's going to happen is if your sessions drop, and especially if you have like a bigger conversion rate, if your sessions drop, your sales are going to drop. And if your PPC doesn't drop in an in a like a equivalent manner, your profits are going to go away. And so this is, I think, the number one most winning strategy. This is not like a, you're going to go into campaigns and the ones that are winning, you're going to, this is across the board. 
you need your your spend pacing needs to match how much your organic is dropping just so you stay equal efficiently you know your ROAS is four it stays at a four maybe it goes to a three and a half because you you accept that this is not going to be your season Q4 was amazing you, you know you're doing great um, but you don't want to be the guy that's spending a thousand dollars and was making two thousand or let's say five thousand in sales still spending a thousand now making two thousand in sales and and most of us know this one day could go from $500 in profit to negative $200 in profit that's how quickly the tides turn on amazon and so for for the brands that that's the, that that is happening with make sure that you're pacing and this is the best way now of course it's nice um, to add uh, like another layer which is tracking organic rank add all of your main keywords generally i i see 30 to 50 maximum keywords will generate a majority of your of your traffic so if you're tracking those organically if you're if you're like i'm overwhelmed i don't want to track so many keywords track the top 30 to 50 that are generating most of your search volume look at where your your organic rank is notice the trends and if you start noticing downward trends and if they start all looking like downward then quickly go look at your sessions and if you no start noticing your sessions are dropping by 10% your ad spend needs to drop by 10% uh, and and keep that same delta of like I'm I'm spending a thousand I'm making four thousand if I'm making now three thousand then I should be spending seven fifty if I'm making two thousand I should be spending five hundred so you have that like four x uh you know four x row as the whole time yeah so okay I have quite a few questions so first how do you see your organic rank. Helium 10 keyword tracker. That's that's the you know one way that we like to track. Um, and then a lot of the times we don't even we just look at our sessions and if our paid is the same, the, our our PPC spend is the same, and the sessions go down, that then we just get an indication that our organic is going down. Of course, we can use Helium 10 keyword tracker like to check our organic rank, but we know that it's a lot deeper, right? That in Florida, it could be higher and in Texas, it could be lower. So we also have to look at the outside metrics, not just like what Helium 10 is giving us. Yeah. So this is the rank on the specific keyword, right? Correct. Yeah. So have you ever found any relationship between the BSR and your organic rank performance? No, I, I thank you so much for asking this question. A lot of people, um, I want to clarify like BSR. BSR is is your rank in a race. So it's it's a bestseller rank. BSR is the, the, the last thing that, that happens. It it's it's not uh it's like a label that you get. So if we're running a race and you beat me, and then I have you know third place or fourth place or fifth place. That's now my rank. That's how BSR works. It's not that because I'm fifth place, that means I'm selling less. It's like, because I'm selling less, that's why I'm in fifth, because I'm running slower, that's why I'm in fifth place. So um, BSR and organic rank, you know, will definitely have some sort of relationship, but the relationship is as your organic rank go goes down, your sales will go down relative to everyone else in the category. And as a result, your BSR will go up or you'll have a worse rank. Mm -hmm. Okay, so um, to clarify what you mentioned before, your PPC spend versus your uh, sessions. So basically what you are saying is, if you are spending the same amount of advertising spend, but you are check your sessions, if your sessions are lower than last month or whatever, even though your spend stays the same, what you are doing is you are paying more per person, because session means per person, per person to come look at your listing. So if that's the case, then you're saying reduce your PPC spend proportionally uh, because you have less people coming and sales are dropping no need for you to keep spending the same amount of money because you lost your organic rank because that's the that's the cause right the seasonality yeah it just yeah. just to protect your profits because you can you can you'll maintain the same level of of ppc sales but but before it was you're spending a thousand dollars 
you're getting, let's say, you know, 2000 in PPC sales and 2000 in organic sales. And we're not saying that this is what's showing in campaign manager or whatever. We're just assuming. I'm just giving you an assumption because I personally think that whatever shows up in campaign manager is not that accurate. Um, because we know this, right? When we increase PPC spend, organic also goes up and vice versa. So if I'm spending a thousand and I have 2000 in organic, 2000 uh, in paid, if I'm spending a thousand and I have 2000 in paid, but then only 1000 in organic now, now it goes from a one uh, to four to a one to three, right? 1000, 3000, 1000, 4000. Now, if my, my, uh, organic goes down even more, or maybe my, my, PPC converts less because I'm moving out of season. So this is another factor that, that you know, it, your sessions will drop, but what about your conversion? Your conversion might drop a few percent, 4%, whatever, because it's moving out of season. And if that happens now, the same thousand dollars, you're getting, instead of 2000 in PPC, you're getting 1500 in PPC. Instead of 2000 in organic, you're getting 500 organic. And now your ROAS is two. You know, your, your ecosystem is 50%. It went from 25% to 50%. And it happens slowly because, because you know, the season doesn't, it's not a, you know, some some things like, you know, if you're buying a Santa Claus hat, you know, it's going to be like this and then it's going to completely drop and no one's going to buy a Santa Claus hat. Um, but, you know, with most products that are not super, you know, Christmas products or, or but are just generally you know, more giftable. And, and this, one of our, our products is a, a you know, men's uh, accessory. It's like a you know, wallet uh, sort of thing. And it peaks incredibly high over the Christmas period. And so as that's happening, we're increasing, increasing, increasing spend. And, and the revenue goes from, you know, 300,000 to 500,000, right? And, and of course, proportionally, if we have, if we're maintaining like a six X ROAS or whatever, you know, it's going to go from, you know, 70,000 to 150,000 or something like that in ad spend. Now imagine mm -hmm. if when, as we ride the wave, it's coming down and sales start going down, organic starts going down and we're not uh, adjusting that ad spend. We're, I mean, we're going to lose so much money so quickly. And so those are the, I mean, yes, Christmas products, of course, but those are the kind of products I'm talking about, which generally just seem to have a better trend when you're gifting them and then a worse trend Q1 when, you know, people aren't getting as many gifts. You'll level off. You'll still be making money. It's just proportionally, it's a lot less. Okay. So what I'm hearing from you at the end of the day is you need to track your sessions at SKU level as well as overall. And then, so now the $6 million question is, how do you separate the paid sessions from organic sessions and then see the relationship? How do you do that? I mean, for me, we don't. It's because we don't have a way to do it. You know, I know, I know a software, uh, you know, that might be called Argometrics. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you if you want to mention that, but personally, like for the okay, we have to be real, right? For the people who don't want to pay for a software, don't want to do anything, um, we don't track it. We don't we don't track paid versus organic, and and, and this comes from actually um, I worked with you know when I was doing my brand, there was a lot of aggravation because why am I doing things, but the but the PPC behavior is is like not logical. So when I would look at the relationship between PPC spend and, and overall sales, it would be very logical. Up, up, down, down. But when I would look at the relationship between PPC spend and PPC sales, it would be like up and then no movement and then up and then a little bit up and then you know down and then up. And I'd be like, this is not logical movement. And so I realized that that illogical movement was could have been due to like that attribution issue. So then I started looking at, okay, what if I just assume that I have a, I have a, like a, an, a gap. Like if I'm running Facebook ads or if I'm running YouTube ads, I'm running YouTube ads to Amazon. I don't know if they're going to convert, right? We don't have no attribution. Assume attribution links don't exist. But what I can do is I can say, okay, I'm going to choose this video and I'm going to spend $500 a day on it. See what happens. Wait, wait a week. Okay. Cut it down to zero. See what happens. And so then I developed, okay, you may because we don't have that data 
we have to, it would be amazing to get that data, but because we don't have to have that data, we have to operate by saying, okay, let's just look at totals because so many people are very quick to argue PPC versus organic. And at the end of the day, you're not doing anything for your organic. Like you can't, you can't unless you're doing search find buy, right? And you're manipulating the rank. Why, why is it even a question? What's PPC and what's organic for you? And this happens, especially being an agency owner. I know everyone comes to me. Well, uh, you know, sales are better because the organic. I said, okay, what did you do to make the organic better? There's usually mm -hmm. never an answer because you can't do anything unless you're running a, a um, search find buy campaign, which I'll say, okay, cool. If you're running search find buy campaign, we'll, we'll flatline our PPC spend so that when, you know, when you get that in improvement in organic rank, you get more organic sessions. Great. Then we're tracking if your search find buy campaign is working or not working and how much is it working by. But if you're just sitting there managing the account or, or if you, you own the account, you have an agency working on it, you have an employee working on it on your PPC, and you're like, oh, well, was this because of PPC or was this because of organic? Ask yourself, what actions did you take to improve the organic? It's more likely, I mean, I can't do anything to improve organic unless I do search for my Well, you you have just put your nail, your, your finger on the, on the pulse, so to speak, um, in terms of how to look at information. So I always say this. So first and foremost, you can't just go download a report and look at data. That does not work. That's like driving from... New York to Los Angeles, and it's, you know, what is it, 3,000 miles? And so it's going to take you X number of hours. Let's say you drive nonstop, X number of hours. And then as you're driving somewhere along the way, you look at your speed and you say, oh, I drove from New York to Los Angeles, and I was doing 80 miles an hour. But that's not what you do across the board, right? So that's just one instance. So looking at your reports by downloading, looking at it, it means nothing. What you have to do is you have to look at it over time. You have to look at the trends. That's number one. Number two, it is not enough to download reports and look at them, even over a time frame, unless you have already marked the significant events you may have added a video. You may have added an A-plus page. You may have changed your A-plus page. You may have changed your pictures. And by the way, if you are making those changes, I say, be careful. Don't change too many things at the same time. Change one thing at a time and then mark that event and then come back, look at the data, look at the difference. Only then you will be able to say, okay, this is what's causing my sales to go up or my organic sessions to go up or whatever. The other thing is I want to ask you, why don't you, why do you assume there is no attribution tax? Uh, it's not an assumption. It's, it's uh, after testing. So the, the attribute, you know, the attribution issue that I noticed was let's increase spend from a hundred dollars to $200. Let's increase from 200 to 300. What happens to PPC sales? what happens to organic. And so you'll notice as you increase your, your PPC spend, your PPC sales will go up, but your organic sales also go up. What's causing that to happen? Now, there's one of two things. Either attribution is, is off, and so that was a PPC sale that wasn't recorded as PPC, or the PPC sale uh, or, or whatever improved the organic rank at that instance, which resulted in an organic sale which results in one, you know, the, the same conclusion that the PPC is affecting organic. So if PPC affects PPC and if PPC affects organic, why do we separate them? You know, it's, if it's still, if, if PPC is going to affect both, why, why separate them? I mean, it's, they're going to get affected anyways, but, but the, the issue is at what proportion is it going to be affected? So we start testing I'm going to go from 100 to 300. I'm going to go from 100 to 200. I'm going to go from 200 to zero. And you notice that there is an inconsistency in, in you can't, like there's no pattern of, uh, of movement because it's, there should be a, a, a con, but there is one pattern that's consistent. PPC spend and total sales. 
Yes. So you know that that PPC spend and total sales will move like this. But then when you look at PPC spend and PPC sales like this, PPC spend and organic like this. But so it's like, why why is PPC spend and organic so um, like unpredictable when you put them with, with PPC sales, but when you combine them and you put them next to, and, and we've done this in math and engineering so much, right? Where there's sometimes you'll notice like that the combination of the of the two together uh, like produce the the pattern that you're looking for but when you separate them they don't and because there there's like a, a missing relationship a missing link and that is what i think is amazon's issue there's there's an attribution issue or there's something so that's how i came up with this conclusion it wasn't through like this is what i feel it was a lot of testing and a lot of like getting the data and then it's like across the board across every brand we've ever worked with uh, PPC spend and total sales, uh, as long as there's no external factors or no, and I'm glad you brought up the point of like changing different things, no change in image, no change in video. All of these are, are factors that, that are going to affect. But if we're changing one thing, which is PPC spend, which is going to affect sessions, uh, or, or let's say it's going to directly affect impressions, which is the number of times people see you or you load on a page, which should affect sessions based on the uh, consistent click-through rate, then we see that the PPC spend and the, the total sales move together. And, and it makes sense. You increase, it increases. You decrease, it decreases. Now, the proportion doesn't have to be the same. You can increase your PPC spend by 100%. Your total sales are going to go up by 30 or 40%. But they're all. it's always going to be, this is going to move in this direction, and this is going to move in the same. This is going to move in this direction, this is moving the same. But when yeah. you... Put, when you look at the PPC uh, sales and the organic sales separately, it's completely unpredictable. You can increase the PPC spend. One day it goes up. Next day, the PPC sales go up one day, go down one day, go up one day, go down one day. And so you're like, why is the movement so uh, unpredictable? And I, I, know, I don't know. That's my theory. Why do you think the movement's so unpredictable? Well, so the, the, the point you made is really the important one here uh, i don't really care about roas or acos whichever one you want to call it, same thing so that means you spent hundred dollars in ppc in, in ads and then you generated three hundred dollars from those people clicking sponsored products and then coming so that's hundred dollars spent three hundred dollars generated who cares right because whereas you advertise you're going to rank up and as you rank up you're going to get organic sales and then let's say you you, you brought seven hundred dollars worth of organic sales your total sales is a thousand dollars versus the hundred dollars ppc spend so that ratio is what you're referring to they always go up and down together so uh, however that relationship of how much spent in PPC and how much those ads generated in revenue. There is no predictability. There is no, you can't really tell because there's all kinds of factors, you know, new product launches, uh, Amazon uh, rank changes, uh, trends, you name it. And in the end, who cares? It's your total sales and it's what we call the takeoffs. That's what matters. So, Having said that, there is also a relationship between your paid clicks and the amount of paid clicks helping you rank up organically. So that way you get more organic. So in other words, everybody's dream is, oh, I just don't want to spend any paid ads on i don't want to buy any clicks just run on organic well good luck it's not happening right so there is a critical mass of uh, paid advertising that you have to run in order to achieve the kind of organic rank uh, you can't say okay i'm gonna pay 30 percent less and therefore i don't mind getting 30 percent less organic there is no such thing uh, your your organic can take a nosedive if you drop your paid advertising, 
drastically, or it may, uh, if you double your paid advertising, doesn't mean your organic will go up. So that's why I feel, and there is no metric for this. And this, I have the, the, uh, the signature <laughs> metric that I call organic rate. It's important for a company to know how much did I pay for clicks and, and how much organic clicks I received. What is that relationship? If you can figure out that relationship, that can give you a lot of indications. For example, you can then tell what, what's happening to the organic click rate as you drop the paid click or increase. How much is it increasing? You can even backtrack. In other words, if you know that for every paid click, you're getting three organic clicks. Well, what does that mean? If you reverse it, now you're saying, okay, I am getting four clicks, three of it is organic for every paid. So therefore I want 20,000 clicks and you know your conversion rate at this convert, then this is how much I'm gonna generate in sales. So I want 20,000 clicks. So if you know your rate, you can then say, okay, backtrack from 20,000 total, so much of it will come from organic, then I have to spend so much in paid. These are ways you can use it. And this metric is not available anywhere, uh, but it's a very useful metric for companies to track because you can now bring predictability and, and frankly, stay on top of it. Now, add the sessions business to this. It's a, that's another thing you can cross-reference. So uh, there are a lot of ways to make sense of the data and bring some kind of predictability into a lot of uncertain situations. At least that's my take. What do you think? No, I agree. A hundred and, and, you know, just to kind of uh, agree with you on this, I think the whole point is um, worry about what you can control, right? And so in this case, what, what can you control? You can control your advertising spend. Uh, we're not talking about anything listing related. So, you know, for the people that are going to say, well, what about SEO, which will help organic? SEO will help everything and, and your image will help everything and all of this stuff, will help, your price will help everything. But what the only thing you can truly control is your advertising, which, you know, is launching the campaigns and, and spending money and getting more impressions. And so if that's the only thing that you could control, worry about that, let the other parts of the equation. And then I love the piece of, okay, well, if you know your metrics now and you know where you want to get, then you can backtrack. And, and, I, and I love this also because, um, you know, I, I, I want to add one thing in the middle, right? Because I know a lot of people are going to tell me organic and PPC, they're, they're affected and blah, blah, blah. There is one situation you have to worry about. Uh, if, you, if you go and you have an account and you're ranking organically, right, very high, and there's no ad there yet, there's no sponsored ads, no video, no headline search ad, and you add another uh, ad, you, you create an ad for that keyword. So now you have organic and paid. This is, this is a reason that, yes, you should worry about, uh, you know, the percentage of your sales coming from PPC and, and organic. Now, I don't know how accurate those numbers are, but I do know that you can control your actions. So when you do see that you have a, a, a keyword that you're ranking organically high for, adding a, a PPC one might result in people spending money on the PPC and not no new visitors coming to your page. So you go from on this keyword, you're spending $0 to get 20 sessions. Now you're spending $50 to get the same 20 sessions because now they're clicking on your ad versus the organic. So that, yes, I want to keep in mind that, but, but and I want to keep in mind the people that say, yeah, well, I want to track my PPC sales versus my organic sales because I don't want it to be 90, 90% PPC sales. And I completely agree with you. I'm just saying we have no idea how accurate that that, that number is, if that's 90% or 80%, because it could be 70 or it could be 95. We're not 100% sure. However, I do completely agree with the people that say, you know, make sure that you don't cannibalize because I've seen that happen. So back to our point, I love that you talked about backtracking because one thing that I do is I also look at our, our cost per acquisition and I say, 
what's the number that you, you guys want? So you have a product, it's $50, whatever, minus uh, this, minus that, before PPC, before anything. Um, it's It has like $15 net profit. And you want to spend the maximum $5 uh, so you can be left with $10 net profit. And, and, and we backtrack, we say, okay, how can we achieve that number? It's going to come from two metrics, your cost of your traffic and your conversion rate. So your conversion rate is, is half the equation. Your cost of traffic is the other half. The cost of traffic is your PPC spend divided by your sessions. Your conversion rate is the unit session percentage. And so combined, they create the cost per acquisition. So if your conversion, if, if, you, if you're at uh, eight per, $8, let's say you're at $10 cost per acquisition and you want to be at five, you have two options. You can take that conversion rate and, and uh, double it. You can take the, the cost per session and make it in half, cut it in half by either cutting your ad spend in half or doubling your sessions by maybe increasing your organic sessions or something. Um, or you can do a combination of the two. So you can take your 5% conversion rate, make it 7.5%, and you can take your $1 cost per session, make it 75 cents. And now you have that $5 cost per acquisition. And so I, I love that you're mentioning that because that's how we like to use the data of we have the current data uh, and it doesn't matter where what anyone else is doing. Uh, I get this question because some people are like, uh, what happens when you're advertising competitors like two electrolyte products? I mean, there's nothing I can do. <laughs> it, it's not it's not about me. It's about the, the product and the customer. All I'm doing is showing the product to the customer and then showing it where it's converting and where it's not converting. So we look at our data, where we are, where we want to be, and then how what are what are the levers that we can pull to go from from here to here or go back from here to here? And so it's either going to be on the conversion side or on the on the traffic side, the cost of the traffic. And then there's also the little metric in the middle, which is click-through rate. And, and your click-through rate for the same efforts that you're putting in right now, it could double your spend and double your sessions. Um, and so playing with the click-through rate also helps. And so yeah, we, we definitely do that reverse engineering as well. Yeah. So uh, I'm glad you mentioned click-through rate because I was just about to ask you. So as you know, now for the past couple of months or so, Amazon provides the search query performance report. So there you can see your click-through rate. So how do you factor the click-through rate in terms of something you can influence? What are some things you can do? Because click-through rate is really the, the, the primary driver because click-through means that you, you show up in the searches and somebody clicks on your listing, whether it's paid or organic. doesn't matter. Uh, the more people you get to click on your listing, the more visitors you have. Now you have more sessions. So therefore, even if your conversion rate holds steady, you will get more orders in the process because you brought more visitors. So um, share with us some ideas to increase your click-through rate. Yeah, so the main factors uh, influencing the click-through rate are your, your main image, uh, your if you have badges on the on the product, your title, your price, your star rating, your reviews, um, if you're prime or not. Um, so those are or like shipping time, you know. So those are kind of the main uh, influencing factors when it comes to click through rate. Price is a very big one uh, that I see. Uh, so try playing with the price. If you guys haven't heard of Prophecy, I don't know if you've heard of it, Nick. Uh, they're new on the market, but they use uh, like machine learning to basically test different price points for you all the time and find what price point is performing better and and setting you know just constantly testing and and keeping you where the you can get the most amount of profit and it ties back to you know ppc because you can have a certain price where you make a little bit more money but your conversion is less or you can have a price where you can make a little bit of money but your conversion is more so it's that equation of where do you have the maximum uh you know sales basically and, and profit so i have a riddle for you let's see yeah. if you can figure out the answer so how do you show a cheaper price point for an item while pricing it either the same or without really reducing the price use a variation 
<laughs> You're too smart. <laughs> so explain, explain how that works. That's one of my favorites. So, so this is this is also one of my favorites uh, because we use the variation to get reviews also. So I'll tell you this strategy. But basically, if I'm selling, um, you know, this product like Celsius, what I can do is I can sell um, re within reason, right? I'm gonna sell a 12 pack of this for, you know, thirty dollars or whatever. Uh, but I'll also sell a four pack for break even, fourteen ninety nine. And what I'm going to show in the main image is just this, right? This can, and, and um, I can advertise the four pack. Uh, and again, this is might not be the best example, but you get, you know, I'm showing a smaller size, a cheaper product, selling it at break even, making it the, or advertising it at break even, uh, at break even price, making it the loss leader. So people will see, and, and we, one of our, um, you know, brands is like a gum, uh, gum product. So we always advertise the $12 or whatever, the cheapest variation. And then they go into the listing and you go and you see, well, okay, I can get the, you know, if I buy four, it's going to cost me $15, which is four a piece. If I buy 12, it's going to be 30, which is like 250 a piece. So I'm going to go with the, with that one. And so we do, we do that uh, to, to kind of uh, boost our click-through rates, get more people into the listing. And then once they're in there, they can then you know choose to convert on the one that makes more sense economically because it's going to be a better deal. Um, so we attract them with a lower price, and then we give them the better deal with the with the standard uh, uh, pack. But then also we give away, and this is against terms of service, but we give away the cheap one um, for reviews. So we'll connect with hundreds of people a day, essentially on Instagram, and and say we're giving out the product to people to test it out and let us know what they think. They they buy it, we reimburse them, and it's only you know the smaller, the the cheaper one. Once they buy it, they get the sample size or whatever, they try it out, and if it's a positive experience, we ask them to leave a review on Amazon. So that's how we get you know a lot of reviews, especially when you have a, like an ex more expensive product. Um, this won't work for everything. If you have like a an, a two hundred dollar you know pot. Uh, I don't know what what you can do, right? Uh, you can you can sell a hundred and fifty dollars small pot, but uh, you know it's it it works for for a lot of products, but not for all. Yeah. Okay. So first of all, I did not hear what you suggested about reimbursing. That's not. Uh, it's against terms of service, but it's it's what happens. It's against terms of service, and also it is quite likely that your postings will at some point will be discontinued because Facebook like in, in the early days, early days being about a year ago, uh, you you could run ads on Facebook and say we will reimburse. You could use man, many chat and and you can do all kinds of things to automate the reimbursement process. Facebook stopped accepting those ads because they don't want this. So uh, anybody listening, don't give away. However, if you are launching a new listing Go enroll in the Vine program. Amazon will charge you is 150 or 200, one or the other. 150, I think, or yeah. They will get 30 reviews for you, and they will give away the product. So the very thing that is against their terms of service, Amazon says, well, it's against my terms of service. As long as I am the one doing it, it's okay. So... Uh, just make sure that you're going to give away the item. You'll see a lot of orders coming in with zero price. You will not be charging for it, but it's well worth it for new launches because you're going to get reviews. Uh, just so that uh, my most recent experience, we launched something on December 3rd. Um, out of that launch, we enrolled in um, the Vine program and within... As of today, as we record on January 10th, we've got 16 reviews. Wow. And out of those 16 reviews, only two of them were organic reviews. The rest came from Vine program. And when you look at the review, it says right at the top, uh, verified Vine review or something along those lines. And, and you know, these people write their life story. And some of them are doing it on purpose because they just, that's how they do it. Uh, they like to get a free product because they're not paying for it. Uh, however, at the end of the day, they are reviews. So that's something. 
but uh, as far as click through, you forgot to mention the most important thing on displaying the price lower than what oh, it the, is. Uh, the coupons. Well, no, no, not the coupons. Just the so, lower price? So what happens is you write about variation. So what you do is let's say that, let's make it uh, simple. Let's say that you are selling mugs, coffee mugs, okay? So some sexy coffee mug with some nice print on it with, for a cause or whatever. Let's say that one of them costs, say, uh, $9.95, okay? So your price is $9.95. However, if you create a bundle of three or a bundle and a bundle of six, so you have single one, $9.95. Three pack, $9.95 times three, let's say 30 bucks, let's price it $24.95. And then you have a six pack, of let's call it, I don't know, $49.95. So you've got three ASINs. You can advertise either one of them. You don't have to necessarily pick the lowest price or whatever, or it doesn't matter. When somebody searches, well, guess what's going to come up? The parent. You have one picture. Your main picture is going to be the same for all of, for, uh, you know, whichever one comes up, it's going to come up. Now, what Amazon will do is right on the search results page, it's going to take that six pack of you price $49.95 divided by six. So therefore, in brackets, it's going to put whatever the division amount is, the $49.95 divided by six, what is that? Uh, $8 something. So it's going to say, $8 something per unit. So even though you're selling it for $9.95, you will in fact be displayed as $8 something per unit. So this is right at the search results stage. You may have advertised either one of those three ASINs. People will say, oh, I can buy this for eight bucks. And of course the price, it will say uh, from... 9.95 to eight something dollars and you're going to click on it you're going to get higher click through and when you land on the page there is no control over which asin you're going to land on it could be any one of those asins because it's three variations but they will very quickly find that eight dollar one and they'll buy that so yeah. even though your price is higher you know per unit by creating bundles this will give you a lower price calculation and that's what gets displayed because Amazon wants to offer value. So it helps with the click-through rate and then it helps with top line. And this is something that I highly recommend for people to do by using the new virtual bundle feature because you don't actually, people may say, oh, you know, now I have to pick pack three of them and issue a UPC and then pack six and issue. No, 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 you don't have to do any of those things. You just go make up virtual bundles and test. So uh, what do you think about that? I think that's amazing. I, so the only thing that I I, uh, I don't know, I've never, I haven't seen or experienced yet is the whole, if you create a virtual bundle, if that's good enough to show, because uh, I know that you have to create variations, uh, but I don't know if you can, I've never just done it myself of how to create a virtual bundle and make it as a variation on the listing. Uh, to show as like the the different price points but um i mean the, the the theory is even if you have one product and, and it's the lowest priced one and then you add the different virtual bundles so you don't have to do anything else they might come in and then see and then scroll down and see the virtual bundle and it the virtual bundle is above the fold so as soon as someone clicks in the virtual bundle shows right there. if you're on desktop it shows right there so there is a very high chance that they'll go for the bigger one. Yeah. I mean, there, there is, as far as I know, first of all, creating a virtual bundle is no different than creating a regular item. So all you are doing is you just simply selecting, okay, um, you go to virtual bundle and it says add item. And then you just simply add. And if you want to make up a pack, you add the same item three times. 
So mm -hmm. now you've got, and then it tells you, okay, assign your price, assign your title, assign your pictures, assign your bullets. You, it's a whole new, except it's under the same ASIN. And to a naked eye from buyer's standpoint, they don't know it's a virtual bundle. Uh, now, here is the thing. And this is, I tested this with another, a client. Virtual bundle is an absolute luxury to test. It's not a permanent solution. You have to very quickly move on to physical bundle and then get rid of the virtual bundle. Because what Amazon will do is, from Amazon's standpoint, if you have a virtual bundle of three pieces, they will charge you three times the FBA fee. Because as far as they are concerned, they sold three orders. They received three orders for you. And each order is considered a single one. However, when you put three items in one pack, it may go from small standard to large standard. And your FBA fee will go from, what is that, five something to a little bit more. It's far better to have you know, maybe another dollar in FBA fee than 3x on your FBA fee. So that's why I say test with virtual bundles. Once you know the winning formula, go to physical bundle, immediately issue a UPC and then kill the virtual. That way you're going to increase your profits drastically. That's my experience with virtual. Love it. I love that. Love that uh, process. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there is a lot. So I want to talk a little bit about your uh, cost per acquisition, because I remember you posted a report and you said, here is how you know the whole story. So you know which one I'm referring to? No, I post like three times a week. It's hard to remember which one. But this was very comprehensive. You wrote a LinkedIn article. Okay. And then you gave all the explanations. The yeah, I remember now. Of each formula. And then you said, this is this will tell you the whole story. So, uh, so for anybody listening and also for you, I am implementing that report in our SaaS platform. It will be available real time wow. as a running calculation. I love it. I can't so, wait to see it. So tell us, tell us what that is, because this, for everybody listening, this will give you the full picture of how you are performing. Great. So um, the full picture is, you know, what what are we spending to acquire one customer? And so if we're if we're advertising, our product costs thirty dollars. We have fifteen dollars in profit per unit. How much are we left after advertising and after everything? So that that uh, difference between our net net profit and our you know profit before ads, that's our cost per acquisition. That's our cost to acquire one customer. So how do we calculate how much it's costing us to acquire one customer? First, we have the cost of traffic, which is the PPC spend divided by the sessions. So let's say you're spending $100 on PPC and you're getting 100 sessions. So you're paying $1 per session, $1 per, per each person to bring them to the listing. This is blended across paid and organic. Again, uh, you know, we don't really have full control of paid versus organic. So we're just blending everything. How much money are we totally spending? How many sessions are we getting all together? So it costs me $1 to bring any person to come into my listing. Now, what is my conversion rate? Let's say it's 10%. So if my, my unit session percentage or my conversion rate is 10%, it means that every 10 sessions that come into the listing, one of them converts. So if I need 10 sessions to make one conversion and each session costs me $1 because it's $1 cost per session, 10 times one is $10. So that's my cost per acquisition. And that's the full picture because now you understand, uh, okay, my, my maximum profit per unit uh, which is my sale price minus my Amazon fees minus my cost of goods sold. Uh, you know, that's my maximum profit per unit. So that number is 15 and I'm not profitable or I'm very barely profitable. Why? So why is this happening? So what's my current cost per acquisition? Let's say it's $14, you know, and now I can break it down. 
okay, it's a $14 cost per acquisition. What's my conversion rate? Seven, whatever, 7%. What's my cost per session? My, you know, 0.8 or $1.2. So now I know the, the two things that are influencing this cost per acquisition that are resulting in me not having that much profit. So the first thing that I can work on is conversion rate. So you can go in and, and again, keep advertising the same. Don't change too many things at once. Try and improve something in your listing. Try and, uh, you know, if you're at 4.2 star, try to go to 4.3. Uh, so you can get that four and a half. If you don't have a video on the listing, add a video on the listing. Answer some questions on the listing. Try different things. Monitor your conversion rate. Watch that number go up. As that number goes up, you're, you know, if it goes from 10 to 15%, now instead of needing 10 people for one conversion, you maybe need, uh, what is that? Uh, seven people, something, yeah, seven people for one conversion. So seven times one, it's $7. So you went from, uh, you know, $10 to $7. That's $3 more profit per unit. Now you still want more. So you've done what you can on the conversion. You, you move on to the, the PPC. I, again, there's no order. You just have to focus on one. So for the PPC, there's two things I can do. Number one, I can improve my, my uh, efficiency of my advertising. Go into all of the campaigns, find keywords. Uh, so if for, for exact and, and product targeting campaigns, find keywords with high spend and no sales or, or uh, very high ACOS and lower the bids. For auto broaden phrase, go inside of the search term report, identify keywords that are spending a lot of money, not generating sales or high ACOS, add them as negatives so that you can eliminate that inefficient spend. And hopefully you're left with this, you know, a lower spend and the same amount of sessions relatively because you're only blocking the inefficient stuff. And so, you know, you cut down $100 in, in ad spend and you only lost, you know, 20 or 30 sessions, bad sessions. And so now your cost per session goes down or you, you do something to improve your organic rank. Now, uh, this could mean uh, maybe a more painful path, which is you pick a keyword, you spend a lot of money on it uh, in broad phrase and exact single keyword campaigns. Your position will go up and you rank a lot organically. And now you lower your advertising spend. Now you're ranking higher organically. You're generating a lot of those sales organically, uh, you know, or you can potentially try taking one of those main keywords and putting it in the title. If it's not already in the title or moving it up a position. And maybe you, you start ranking higher organically because of the SEO and you get more sessions for the same advertising spend. And now your cost per session goes down. So there's two ways to drop the cost per session. Obviously all of the different ways you can improve your conversion rate. And now you have a better conversion rate, a lower cost per session and a, and a combined lower cost per acquisition. And so you, you're now making more profit per unit. That's that's kind of how you can dissect. It's not as simple as look at my ACOS, look at my profit, you know, and my sales. It's what are all of the different things? It, I look at it as a funnel. You start with impressions. And then based on the click-through rate, you end up with clicks and sessions. And then based on the, you know, conversion rate, you end up with sales. And then there's also on that side, how much it costs you to generate those impressions at the top. So you're trying to drop that number, which, which, you know, is costing you all those impressions. You're trying to improve the click-through rate. So for the same efforts that you're putting in, you get more sessions and you're trying to improve your conversion rate. So for the same sessions, you're making more money and then, you know, trying to, trying to improve your price. So for each sale, you have even more profit. Yeah. Well, I mean, I heard you say my favorite words over and over and over. And that's conversion rate. So that's my thing. So I like to track conversion rate. Anybody listening, every seller, every anybody who's working with sellers must track conversion rate. I'm not talking about advertising PPC. I'm talking about your listing conversion on your product detail page. How is it converting? You need to track that over time and you need to track the events associated with the changes so unfortunately there is no tool that provides that other than unless you come to argometrics so <laughs> you can build it yourself uh, i would not recommend it because it's a lot of data and you have to pick it up every day you can't just go download today for the last 30 days and then you wait another 30 it doesn't work like that you need to pick it up every day 
uh, but you've got to track your conversion rate. And this is this is key. Your description of looking at that big picture is 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 a genius thing, frankly. I mean, at the end of the day, you simply are saying, look, you want to know what's going on? Cut your costs and increase your sales. That, that's what you're saying. But what is the what are the mechanics in cutting your costs? Well, the mechanics are simple. Go into your advertising campaign because that's where you are spending the biggest cost and get rid of the keywords that are not generating sales for you. That will reduce your cost, right? Number one, how do you increase sales? You increase sales by Im improving your conversion rate. So if you are converting at 10%, getting you 100 sales, you increase that to 15%. So now you're going to get 5% more sales. So between those two, you have your customer acquisition dynamics and you keep an eye on it. If your net profit is your sales minus the product cost minus Amazon commission and FBA fee, whatever you have left in between, that's the piece that goes to your customer acquisition and then you can optimize it. So I would recommend highly to go find that article, just search on LinkedIn, Mina Elias, BPC, it's a, it's something you have to bookmark and then print and put it in a frame, especially those formulas, and then use those. And this guy is genius. And that's why he runs the PPC University, right, Mina? Yeah, yeah. M mainly Trivium. Trivium Group is the agency. But uh, I, also, I just came from an engineering uh, background. So I did calculus up to calculus three. I did a lot of chemistry, you know, uh, so equation, physics and equations, that's my thing. You know, I've, I've uh, been doing this for like a very long time. And so that's how my, my mind works. It's, you know, what are all of the constituents of, a, of an equation? Let's break them down to the, the lowest uh, kind of like the, the most core things that you can measure and then put them together and, and form that equation and then change, see what we can do to change each one of those. And then, you know, now, now you have the full spread, right? Which is A, B, C, D equals E. And then A breaks down into this thing and that thing. And now we can change one thing at a time and see how when you change, you know, that, that part of A, what's, what's the effect on E, the final, uh, you know, uh, the, or, or the Y, I guess, which is like, the, I don't know what it's called, the, the result. You know? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, look, uh, it's you know, I'm an engineer by training, so this is this is exactly how it is. I, it's something you study, but it's overwhelming for a lot of people because they're not really used to it, and it's details, numbers. Uh, a lot of people don't like numbers. Uh, if you're selling on Amazon, it's all about numbers, and there is nothing simple. Simple was I have a. A, a, a friend who used to be a, a Navy SEAL and he has a lot of sayings. And then one of them is yeah, the only easy day was yesterday. So there is no easy. So, so I kind of adapted that to uh, Amazon for simple. So the only thing that was simple was before Amazon came along. So there yeah. is no simple after Amazon. So be ready for getting into detailed numbers, but, the rewards are they fully justified because you have an operation that can scale and make you wealthy. So, uh, Mina, this was great. Tell us uh, again, you know, you, you have your episode before, so we're not going to get into your life story. I know you are a, uh, you are an MMA fighter. I mean, your attitude shows that. So anybody go pull up Mina's previous episode uh, and then you'll hear his life story. But, Tell us, how can people reach you, share your contact information with us? Yeah, so if you want to reach out to me, um, you know, Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, I'm Mina Elias, uh, pretty accessible there. LinkedIn is probably easier. Um, and then on the Instagram, I'm at the Mina Elias. Uh, we also offer a free audit uh, for anyone who wants their, their Amazon account. It's a basically a 30, 40 minute video where we, uh, you know, someone on the team will go through each part of your advertising account and your listings and tell you how you can improve everything. So it's basically like a consultation, a free consultation. Uh, just go to the website. It's triviumco.com, T-R-I-V-I-U-M-C-O.com. 
and click uh, get a free audit. Honestly, it's, I mean, it's amazing value. So I don't know why anyone wouldn't do it. Um, and yeah, I mean, if you want to ask me any questions, feel free to hit me up on LinkedIn. I'm pretty accessible. Great. Thank you for being here, Mina. Awesome. Thank you for having me, Nick. And this brings us to the end of another episode and I'll see you on the next one. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. Be sure and subscribe, rate, and review our show. And be sure and share an episode with a friend. And thank you so much for being with us today. We'll see you next week here on Amazon Legends.